Hey, welcome to the Parallax Podcast. I'm Liz Brown. Entrepreneur Shannon Morales launched her startup, Echo Me Forward, out of a sense of frustration she had from her own experiences navigating the employment landscape. Echo Me Forward is a software tool that enables employers to find and hire diverse tech talent. It targets industries that lack minority representation and gives companies the tools that they need to change the disparaging racial inequity of their workforce. It also provides digital content, professional networking opportunities, career coaching, and mentorship to ensure that black and brown professionals are equipped with the tools they need to succeed. Shannon and I caught up to talk more about Echo Me Forward and another project that she launched in response to COVID-19 called Stealthify. Her work with the Latinx tech nonprofit Techeria and what more the city of Philadelphia can do to support black and Latinx entrepreneurs. I'm really excited to have you uh, here with me today. We both have a lot of things in common. It seems like both of us became entrepreneurs out of the same frustration with personal experience in navigating the employment landscape. I really want to hear, you know, what your path was to your first venture, Echo Me Forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but as you said, Liz, it was purely out of frustration with everything that was going on with my career. So I decided to go into finance, which is a very male dominated industry. And it took me quite some time to figure out just how I was going to break into not just finance, but I was trying to get into financial planning and analysis, which seems to be like this particular type of finance that is kind of hard to get into, especially if you don't have any experience. So I worked my butt off, you know, uh, for lack of better words, to get into a rotational program. Once I got into this rotational program after doing 10 interviews, also a 15-minute presentation to C-suite level executives, and finally getting into, you know, this rotational program, my second year in the rotational program, I had a new manager. You get one every year. And this particular manager or supervisor did not care about my advancement whatsoever, did not care about my development, really did not want to see me progress further in the rotational program. And it wasn't because of anything else, but purely maybe, you know, unconscious bias towards who I was and what I represented. But during that time, I launched Echo Me Forward to give underrepresented minorities access to better career opportunities. I didn't know at the time what it was called. I didn't understand it was recruiting and HR and <laughs> all of these different things. Um, but I had such a passion for it that um, I was good at it. And that was something that I did on the side until I relaunched Echo Me Forward out of PSL, Philly Startup Leaders Accelerator Program this past May. And that's my full-time. Um, I'm a full-time entrepreneur now since December of 2019. Right. We're still in 2020. The years just seem to kind of like mash together. But yes, I'm like a full time entrepreneur now. So I'm kind of curious with so much stuff going on. I mean, one, how does your platform work in general? And two, have there been any impact to how you're thinking about your platform with everything that's going on in the world right now? So when I had relaunched Echo Me Forward, you know, the pandemic was just kind of hitting and it's all focused on employment opportunities and all of HR and companies across the world literally froze all of their hiring initiatives. You know, it didn't matter what it was, but they all pretty much said, we're not hiring right now. And even if we are, we're not going to pay for any type of service to like help us with hiring. Because of that, Echo Me Forward decided to shift to this completely like digital marketing strategy where 
We just wanted to be out there in the forefront of different social media platforms, creating virtual meetings and interviews and digital content and what that was going to look like. And as we started to strategize um, these different things, I made sure to be on the top of everyone's mind, whether it was a podcast or an interview or any opportunity I had to get out there and speak about what Echo Me Forward was and what we wanted to do when this all was over. I made it my point to be out there. When Echo Me Forward shifted was during the whole George Floyd protest. And, you know, Echo Me Forward is really focused on diversity and inclusion and the tech and startup space within Philadelphia and connecting professionals to equitable workplaces. And it was a hard sell before George Floyd protests and things like that, because employers were saying, well, we just want great talent. Why do they necessarily have to be from underrepresented backgrounds? Why do we have to intentionally hire and engage from these communities? Can't we just pick the best person that fits the role and, and that's it? After the whole situation, I no longer had to really explain it. It kind of almost was now all of a sudden it was known. And I was like, well, why is it known now? But it wasn't known, <laughs> you know, when I launched in uh, 2017. But every company and every business and every startup is going to have its time. And when you know it's your time, you need to fully take advantage of those opportunities. Um, so right now it's Echo Me Forward's time to really just be out there and helping all the companies that are saying that they want to be intentional about these hiring strategies and making sure that we're helping them get there. We are definitely making moves. We're um, partnered with a lot of tech and startup organizations in the Philadelphia region. We're helping put together apprenticeship programs for underrepresented, untapped tech talent. We're just helping provide that access to opportunities along with our weekly newsletter too. I was looking at your site a little while ago and one of my favorite things was that you're asking employers to basically sign a pledge. I think it's powerful, right? Because we're making sure that we're connecting with senior leadership of those companies and saying, hey, are you, this is at the core of your values, right? This is something that you're going to continue. And it's not just a one-time hire type situation where you have one role and you want to hire one Black or Latinx person for that role. And then you forget about like diversity and inclusion for the year. And that's also why our model is different. We don't charge a fee per role. We're a subscription-based model. So you basically have to be in partnership with us long-term to actually get that value of who Echo Me Forward is and that constant building and, and increase of your um, employer branding across those diverse communities. So, you know, maybe in the beginning, it's like, okay, yes, I do want more can diverse candidates for this particular role. But or if you truly say that you have like these different initiatives for the year and this is what you plan on doing and here's what your goal is by... 2021, then you need to partner with Echo Me Forward long-term. It's not just a one-time role thing, and then you leave us. We're with you forever. <laughs> a lot of the frustration with finding diverse talent comes from that people just don't trust the process anymore, right? They don't believe that, hey, I know I'm qualified. I'm going to send my resume out because the job is available, but how far in that process am I actually going to get? Um, and that's honestly what Echo Me Forward does is we're providing that access to those opportunities saying that we will make sure that your resume gets in front of the hiring manager 
And we're even more of like that personal referral service where if I speak to you, I absolutely am 100% sure that your qualifications match this role or this opportunity. I'm on the phone with that hiring manager saying, hey, listen, this is the person that you need to talk to for this role if you are indeed looking to hire qualified diverse talent. And there's just not enough of that out there, those networking, those like referral services for diverse talent. And, you know, we're really looking to push for that in our community. You talk about resilience learned through your your own negative experiences in the workplace and how entrepreneurship was a way to finally have your ideas be heard. Can you talk more about the power of being able to do things on your own? Yeah, I mean, it is power. It's definitely, it feels good. It's feel, It feels good to have an idea and then to be persistent enough to make sure that, you know, it gets out there into the market and then it's actually profitable. Now you have clients and it takes time. You know, like I said, I started Echo Me Forward's vision in 2017. Here it is, um, you know, 2020, but sometimes it takes that amount of time to be able to understand who your clients are, like what your business model is, you know, when is a good time to launch this particular type of business? You know, am I doing it the right way? I started as a recruiter, just simply doing one-off hires, but you, like I said, you don't get paid unless you place someone. So my placements had to be, it could be anybody, right? It just had to be someone who fit that role. And for me, it didn't sit well in terms of like what my mission and my vision was for Echo Me Forward. So I had to almost completely restart, like start over from scratch. But I feel like just having the ability and the freedom to be able to say, hey, listen, I can, this is my business. I can start over if I want. I can change the colors of my logo. I can completely scrap my name and change it if I want. Having that freedom is truly powerful um, in itself. But You have a community, you have supporters, um, you have accelerator programs that can really help you with your vision. If you don't know where to start, um, Philly Startup Leaders, their early stage um, accelerator program just launched this fall. So even if you just have an idea, you don't know where to go with it. My suggestion is definitely to use networks like that just to help you figure out and bring your ideas to fruition. It's, It's so powerful for you to be able to have that confidence in yourself to be able to start your own business. I was going to ask you about your thoughts on being in an accelerator because that's a lot of the work that I do now. And accelerators have helped me personally. I went through an incubator with um, with Bunker Labs here in Philly. I'm with PSL as well. I've been working strictly with accelerators for the past two years now. It's always interesting to me to ask people what their thoughts are on accelerators and what they took from it because I think that more people need to hear about what an accelerator is and why it's important? For me, I was, I had a little bit of a, well, my background is business um, finance, but I didn't have like that entrepreneurship experience in terms of like workshops and like how to get from point A to point B. And I had no understanding of funding or, or any of those aspects of creating a business. So with the accelerator program, they literally take you from, you know, start to finish of, you know, just those foundational things that you're going to need in order to eventually get your business out there. And there's different types of accelerator programs, right? And different types of incubators, depending on what type of business you have. And I think it really just depends on where you are and, and, you know, like I said, what type of business you're looking to create. But for me, I chose Philly Startup Leaders and they chose me, obviously, because of the fact that they had such a strong presence and they were super well known in Philadelphia area. And I knew that I wanted to launch my business in Philadelphia. So 
I said I needed the backing and support of some type of organization already in Philly that people respect and they know so that when I put that stamp on my business, that people are just going to say yes, because this organization already said yes. So we're going to say yes along with them. Um, and that's really how Echo Me Forward has been able to do so well, not just because of the mission and the timing, but also because it had such um, a strong backing from Philly startup leaders. And why is social entrepreneurship important to you? So I guess in my head, once I decided, yes, I'm going to continue on with my business and I'm going to make sure, you know, this works for me long term and not just as a side project or side hustle, so to speak. I wanted to make sure that I continued on with the mission of why I started. And it wasn't just about money, right? I can be profitable, but I can also continue with helping people and having some type of impact in the communities that I want to serve. Um, and, and like I said, that was one of the reasons why I decided to transition from being just um, a recruiter, you know, side hustle, you know, part-time to now, how can I help the masses? Um, and then also, how can I help the communities that I originally started Echo Me Forward for? Uh, social entrepreneurship is definitely one of the things that is not as glamorous as just being full out entrepreneur and just going after the money and going after like those unicorn type businesses, but it does help me sleep at night and it makes me feel good about what I'm doing. And then I also have three daughters that look up to me and say, mommy, what are you doing today? And I say, well, I'm working on, you know, a couple of initiatives for, you know, black and Latinx techies. Do you want to help? And they learn through me. They learn through what I'm doing. And that's important for me. I also want to learn a little bit more about uh, Techeria. Can you talk a little bit about your involvement with them and, and what it's all about? So Tecadilla is um, the largest Latinx and tech community in the nation. They started in San Francisco and they've really been making some great strides just across the country. Um, I want to say like just this past month, they launched like an additional five chapters in other areas. And for me, when I saw um, Catalina, she's the leader of New York chapter but she came down here to create a Techstar event for Latinx and tech entrepreneurs. And that was, you know, their kind of trial run to see like what the community was like in Philadelphia. And I was like, well, this is great that you guys are here. I can't wait to be a part of like more meetings and more events. And she was like, well, actually I live in New York, so I'm going back to New York. And I was like, well, who's going to, you know, continue on with, um, you know, these type of events for Philadelphia. And it was just kind of like this open-ended, um, open-ended question. And I was just like, okay, so I think I can do this. You know, this is something that I'm super passionate about. I'm already doing something similar with Echo Me Forward and the missions do align. I wanted to bring a community, a supportive community for Latinx and tech to Philadelphia. We already have like this growing startup ecosystem that is getting, you know, notoriety across the nation. And it's just good for people to know, like, what are some of the amazing opportunities that we have here? And, you know, maybe right now we don't have like this super large, you know, community of Latinx and tech, but that doesn't mean that it won't grow to be something big. And that doesn't mean that people won't start being attracted to Philadelphia and wanting to move here just for the opportunities that we have. And that's something that needs to be communicated. And it can't be unless we start somewhere. So I guess here's the start to something great. 
I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your uh, your newest venture. When COVID-19 hit, you made a pivot to uh, to start Stealthify, an app that tracks the spread of COVID-19 and incentivizes social distancing. Can you explain more of the ideas behind that and um, you know where, where you're currently at in development? Yeah, Stealthify was a crazy pivot for me. Um, like I said, I'm more about community building and and people and and <laughs> networking events and all these vibey things. When COVID happened, it literally stopped me in my tracks and I couldn't do any of those things, you know, that I had grown to love and was really good at, which is like those networking and interpersonal um, relationships. So I wanted to be able to find a way where I could still go outside, go outside my place and be able to have some type of normalcy, but know where the risks were. And I really felt like there was nothing out there at that time when I had created Stealthify. So it was really more like heat maps based on your location, like how far are you from highly infected areas, cities um, by city, by state. It also had a, an avoid crowds feature based on your location, where like the nearest essential stores to you and how crowded are they? So is it like moderate, high and low risk um, of you going there? Because like I said, I have kids. So I wanted to be able to go to the grocery store and not wait online at Trader Joe's and uh, stuff like that. <laughs> so that was um, difficult for me, but we're part of Pennovation right now. Um, so we are pitching our product, our final product next week on Thursday. We had a rough like MVP where people could like demo it. They can like sign up, have an account and then kind of do those initial features that I talked about, like the high risk areas and the avoid crowds feature. We recently pivoted um, just slightly to create that avoid crowds feature as more of a social distancing, safety and compliance for internal shareable spaces. So what that means is like if companies, you know, want to bring people inside such as co-working spaces or gyms, I don't know, office buildings or campuses, and they have like those shareable spaces that are inside, we built um, our avoid crowds feature to allow them to reserve those spaces, allow them to see what the capacity limits are. And so like the admin will be able to see like who's in those shareable spaces and at what times and also incentivize them through some type of offers program to say, okay, instead of going at, you know, whatever time everyone likes to go to the gym, maybe nine o'clock in the morning, maybe some of you guys go at two o'clock and we incentivize you to go during some of those downtimes. And the way we thought about the business, um, proposition or the value that this has for businesses is that because things are fluctuating so often, right? You have your yellow phase, your your green phase, your red phase, and things just keep going back. You know, now we got pushed back from green phase for another month until August 1st. And then what does that look like for businesses? Does that mean they're going to lose revenue now that, you know, they have to like continue to keep their businesses um, at half a capacity or 20% of capacity? Uh, so because of that, we decided to build a business solution to allow them to have some type of safety and compliance for social distancing, no matter what phase they're in. That's so intense. That's amazing. I'm also curious to know if you've been doing anything in regards to um, public schools reopening. Have you been thinking about that? or? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Just thinking about how Delphify could potentially be of use to public schools in my area. Um, I just started getting these notifications about, are you okay with your kids going back to school? If so, do you want, is every day okay? Or is a half virtual, half 
in school um, or on-site situation okay? So all of these questions are starting to take place now. And because of that, I'm thinking, how can Stealthify be of use to public schools when they do decide to reopen? Maybe what are some of their frustration and pain points right now? Like, um, in terms of what do they feel like they can control in terms of social distancing and then what do they feel like they can't. So maybe inside of their classrooms they can control the social distancing, but then maybe once they, you know, want to leave for art class or they want to leave for gym or they want to go out to the playground, you know, what does that look like? And maybe Stealthify can have, you know, be that safety net to where they can say, okay, these are the people who are in who are in the gym now and maybe we can take smaller groups of people in the gym. And what does that look like? Um, so I think having the teachers be, you know, in control of those different shareable spaces and say, okay, well, classroom number five is going to go to the gym at from one to two. And then, you know, we're going to do it this way or maybe different groups and then sectioning off the school in, you know, different ways. But yeah, of course, it's going to be at the top of mind as an entrepreneur. It should always be find those holes and to find um, places that we can obviously come in and help. You know, we talked a little bit about both of us being entrepreneurs and now you've got <laughs> a lot of stuff that you've just kicked off. There's a lot of people talking about the negative impacts on um, small businesses and startups since the pandemic kicked off. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there's an upside for people like us, for entrepreneurs? Yeah, of course. There's always an upside. <laughs> so the downside is that, um, and I've been looking at the statistics lately, but the downside is obviously that 41% of Black-owned businesses had to shut down because of the pandemic, right? Um, and it's sad to say. And, I, and I'm and i going to expand my research further to see what that looks like just in small businesses in total and even mid-sized businesses, you know, how many businesses are not only shutting down, but also losing revenue and how many are losing employees. So that kind of like, feeds back into why Acme 4 is important, but all of these things are, are um, they're related, right? And then they're eventually going to have an effect on each other. Um, they're going to have an effect on wealth generation and then health, people having access to health. There is a lot of downside to the effects of the pandemic. The upside is that there's organizations and um, companies that are saying, hey, listen, we are going to put funds into you know, entrepreneurship for Black founders. We're going to pave a way for more funding to be available to small businesses and, and whatever that looks like. Although I don't feel there's enough out there to kind of cover the risk and the damage that has already been, been done. I think that there is at least some progress made in that direction. You know, honestly, I think there needs to be more of those like accelerators, incubators for people who do have ideas to say, hey, listen, my business closed, but now I want to pivot and I want to, and I don't know how. Um, maybe I want to start a tech business or maybe I want to start something that is going to help during this pandemic. You know, where do I go for funds and where do I go for help? Um, so I think it's going to be a lot of pressure, but good pressure on the entrepreneurship um, space and you know, as well as the funding space, it's going to need to be funded somewhere and we need to do more support in that direction. What do you think about Philadelphia and other cities in regards to how they can provide a stronger base for a new wave of black and brown founders to emerge? What can they do um, for us? That, <laughs> um, how, so I think that, cause I, 
and I, I don't want to give this away, but I am anyway, just to kind of show that it does differ from state to state. I'm from New Jersey um, and Philadelphia has really been just so supportive in terms of black and brown founders, as opposed to, you know, where I was born and raised. And, and that is showing just how at least well, Philadelphia is, you know, moving the needle in that direction, in the right direction, right? I don't know of that many programs that are happening in, in New Jersey. I do know of some that are happening in New York, but I feel like it's very saturated in New York. There's a lot of people that are trying to get into that space in New York. It's very competitive, um, very doggy dog. Um, in Philadelphia, it's very supportive. It's collaborative. It's, it's like a network. It's a community. I think if more cities adopted that type of way of doing things where it was almost like, you know, we're a network and we help each other. Even if you, you know, didn't get into the accelerator program, we still want to help you by doing X, Y, and Z. You can still be a part of our Slack channel. You can still get resources. You can still get free information, um, you know, things like that. It's really helpful to be able to say, here's a list of the tech, um, founders in a particular city that want to offer some of their free time to um, aspiring entrepreneurs. You know, you can reach out and you can say, hey, can we set up 15 minutes and let's have a conversation. I think if more cities did that, then they would incentivize people to want to start more ideas because they feel like it's, it's accepted. I can do this and people do support me and my ideas um, to keep going. So, that, so that's my, I guess, take on it is if there was more of that um, collaboration and, and networking as opposed to feeling like you have to compete with the other person. It, sh it shouldn't be that whole like crabs in a bucket type scenario. Everyone should be giving each other a helping hand. I agree with that. And I think that even though there are many of us who have had bad experiences in the workplace and many people here in Philly that I've heard from that are black and brown in tech who have had a lot of trouble, I do feel like Philly's tech scene is very welcoming and, and the startup scene is very welcoming. And people, there are a lot of people out here trying to make a difference. There are people who are willing to, to be active listeners and take action and try to do the right thing. And that's one of the reasons why I love Philly. And I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the whole innovation ecosystem looks like five, 10 years from now, and even next year, because I do think that if anybody can do something from nothing, it is black and brown and underrepresented founders all together. We're able to, to make a lot happen with a little because we're so used to working with very few resources. Um, that has to change because imagine what people could do if they had the resources they needed. But I, I do think Philly has a really good future ahead when it comes to uh, black and brown founders and black and brown people working in tech. Just the work that you're putting in to make sure that um, diversity, equity, and inclusion are at the forefront of what people in human resources are thinking about. I think that that's got a lot of potential to have a really positive impact. So I look forward to seeing, seeing what happens with that too. I wanna make sure that people know how to find you and everything that you're, you're working on. Can you just drop a few lines on how, how people can learn about these things? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can learn about more 
opportunities and resources in the tech and startup space at echomeforward.com. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter, absolutely free, but it has hot jobs and all the resources that I come across over the weeks and I share them with all of you. If you want to work with me on any of these projects, I'm always looking for talented, young, doesn't matter, young experienced professionals who really just want to help in terms of social impact or getting into entrepreneurship and truly want to, you know, dedicate or commit some time to either one Echo Me Forward or Stealthify. Uh, you can reach me at um, either on LinkedIn or you can reach me at Shannon Morales30 at Gmail. How can people learn about Techeria? You can go to their national um, account. It's techeria.org. So that's T-E-C-H-Q-U-E-R-I-A.org. And through there, you have to become a member and then you join the Slack channel. And then we have a local Phillies channel, which is specifically Latinx in Philly. You can also reach me through my email and I'll set you up with that as well. You're going to get a lot of messages, but I think that's a good thing. I hope so. I hope so too. (laughs) I'm excited to see what happens with it. Thanks again for taking the time to talk with me today. I'm excited we were able to find time in this pandemic to have a conversation. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening and a very special thanks to Shannon for catching up with us. If you're interested in learning more about Echo Me Forward, be sure to visit echomeforward.com. Or to learn about Stealthify, you can visit stealthify.io or contact Shannon directly. If you have any thoughts on this conversation or would like to recommend a future interview, connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or send an email to info at parallaxcollab.com. We'd love to hear from you. Helene Furan and Lee Nentwig helped produce this episode. It was edited by Christopher Heckler, and our music is made by Kilimanzigo. Until next time.